0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this podcast. Joining me, we have uh,
1: Daniel, I play Chad.
0: Christopher, or Cahill, I play Desmond.
2: I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. Matt, and I play Leolin.
3: i Waffle, and I play Tarajux.
1: I found the bear. Here it is.
3: We're in a desert. You can't find bears here.
1: <laughs> I found it. I found a sun bear in the desert.
3: Oh, yeah. Yes. Those bears that look like people poorly cosplaying bears. Yes.
1: Yes. It's so creepy. Who I, wants to
0: tell us what happened last time? I on the like out- Last room. time,
1: we, we, we tried uh, to get to the desert and uh, you know, elude our, our, our mountain dwarf. You say
3: tried like we failed.
1: Well, we, I'm saying that's, that, was our, that was our original intent was to yeah. was to enter the desert. But we you know, we went about it by some roundabout means trying to elude our mountain dwarven fuckwad uh chasers. Yeah. So when we happened upon some, some dragonborn uh trying to get into the city or trying to, you know, just, just talk to some guards outside the city. Uh Leolin was approached by uh the Scrivener. The Master Scrivener or one of the Master Scriveners. Okay. The head scrivener. That's the apparently guy. higher than what i was thinking anyway so he was like hey dude i hooked you guys up with the dragonborn they're here to just sort of like you know basically take you guys back to the dragonglass desert go chill at that cactus up there you know uh, the the call or the the bird cocks at midnight you know etc and we went there and they they put us on some sleds and mush we went to the desert now we're at an oasis with a giant desert rock jellyfish that spits water
2: couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Does anybody anything they to was, add.
1: <laughs> that was pretty well, pretty well said. That was excellent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and now oh. we're just riding along, heading We're, to,
4: with, uh, we're with the brass dragonborns.
0: Mm-hmm. With the crew.
3: Where's the water arrive?
0: from? Uh, as far as we know, these tentacles, and she kind of kicks at one of them descend all the way down to the aquifers under the desert.
2: Ah. So, they move? They do. do we you have avoid? no idea. Oh. Hmm. Did, do you follow them, or do you have to, to find them
0: again? Oh, we follow them. They move very slowly. Hmm. That's,
1: that's I,
3: nice. I sidle up to Ched while this is happening and go, hey, you can speak with animals, right? Uh, yeah. And I waggle eyebrows.
1: What animal would you be thinking of?
3: A I was gesture at the giant boulder jellyfish.
1: <laughs> oh, those don't have language. Oh. They're, they're <laughs> no. unthinking, uh, brainless beings. Are you sure? I can, I can tell just by looking at them. Because, like, you've,
3: you've spoken with, like, insects before, right?
1: Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> they understand like ba- they—they have like a hive mind, so they understand basic commands, but they're not capable of intelligent thought.
3: I see. So what's the what's the cutoff for like something you would consider a conversational partner? Uh, intelligence part
1: of, of ten or higher. Ah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> how do I put this in? <laughs> 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 no, um, like
3: like like a dog, smarter smarter, smarter than a, a, dog, right? a dog, or
1: smarter? Yes.
3: Okay. So, like birds, and even yes dogs
1: no? have very they've got kind of one-track minds. they' yeah. get fixated on things, and that's all that they want to talk or think about. It's really hard to get there.
3: How does a bird compare to like a dog?
1: um, some they're they're more clever, but they're not um as willing to um to please
3: you ever talk to a skyfish?
1: I have no idea what that is <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I I'm just going to add that to my to-do list.
1: Um, me too, because I've never heard of that, and that sounds like an awesome animal to turn into. Uh,
0: speaking of which, Ched, you can see that there are axbeaks kind of frolicking about with the uh, <laughs> dragonborn children of the tribe.
1: You say frolicking, but I picture derping.
0: Yeah, it, they're one and the same for axbeaks.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll go walk to, to a couple of them, you know, get a, get a feel. Not literally, um, but like, <laughs> scope them out. Do Like a kind of like a 3D printer scanning, file it away, you
4: know. You transformers download the information for your right.
0: new alt mode. No, no, Animorphs. <laughs> you anamorphs it. I'm an
1: anamorph,
0: yeah. Uh, that's an obscure 90s yep. reference, <laughs> <It's> not obscure
3: <laughs> at all. It's an Animorphs is not obscure. <laughs> well, hang on,
5: anybody, I'm pretty anybody sure we were all in the same us. kind of circle, like. I've seen my students read them still. Oh
3: really? Yeah. Wow. That's
5: cool. They're not terrible books for the age group.
3: Yeah. No.
0: They
5: are terribly dark. <laughs>
0: well, yes. that's what makes them great. But this is an aside that can probably wait for <laughs> true. another yeah. table time. talk. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. <laughs> um, so Savrana uh pulls the or guides the, the sleds in and says, I, I need to go consult with Jaxi and let her know that we'll have guests for the evening. You are welcome to join me or you can wait here but it shouldn't be more than a minute or two. Who is Jaxi? The chief of our, of our tribe.
4: Oh. I'm, I'm going to go to. where TerraJux goes. <laughs> I was
0: told I I assume that in the ten seconds that you had this conversation, (laughs) Terajux is already speaking in broken dragonborn to anybody he can find. Yeah,
3: I'm like I'm over there gesturing wildly, like pointing to the oasis and going, climb skyward up feathers.
1: (sighs) I'm gonna like I guess try and speak to the, the desert jellyfish. Just as a, you
5: know, just to just
3: see because
1: you just want to prove to yourself right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guarantee you that thing's got like an illicit brain in there. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's it's playing 300D chess. <laughs> <coughs>
1: Hello, giant uh, bulbous one.
5: 42, 42.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, child. We've been expecting you.
0: <laughs> You're incinerated. <laughs> no. Um you it doesn't really talk back to you. You get a series of sense impressions of things it receives, like it receives the message though. Like you can you can talk at it and you might you might tickle its attention, but this is an old and slow creature. Mm.
3: Right.
1: Hmm. Probably not Anything to gain from talking to it any further, so I'll just go with the party. Yeah.
0: It's unlikely that you'd be able to get anything like terribly oh. useful out of it.
1: Hey, can I can I not expend a wild shape and like try and turn into something like this? Like as a sort of like a test?
0: The challenge rating of a wandering oasis is well, 20. Not this
1: creature specifically, but <laughs> <laughs> but other creatures I see, you know, if I'm if I'm not sure whether or not I can actually turn into it, would it would it waste a wild shape to
0: try? You would probably know without oh, having to try whether or not you could accomplish that.
1: I'd be able to tell whether or not it was even yeah. a creature of nature.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, what if there was a really convincing looking aberration?
0: I think aberrations fall outside the bounds. Wild shape has to be beasts. Yeah,
1: no, I know that. I'm saying, well, if it's an aberration, it looks like it's natural. No. It's still an aberration. Yeah. Yeah, but would I know that just looking at it?
0: Oh, I, like- I see what you're saying. Um You'd probably have to make an intelligence check. Oh, wow. uh, so as So, Savrana like, climbs up the side of the, of the wandering oasis. And um, if you're standing back a little ways, you can see that uh, she goes up to a dragonborn who is uh, sitting next to a tree and conversing with... There's, like, half of a woman's body sticking out of the tree, and it appears to join with the tree. Uh,
3: this tree is, like, in... In embedded
0: same. in the skin of the jellyfish, yes.
3: Oh, in the jellyfish. Okay.
0: And those of you with an intelligence of higher than ten, guess that this is probably a dryad that lives in the tree.
3: Ah.
0: Uh, and Sevrana goes up, goes up to this this dragonborn woman and uh, speaks with her briefly. Gestures down to the five of you. I wave. <laughs> <laughs> The chieftain Jaxi uh, nods and uh, says something back to Savrana, and she climbs down and says, "You are welcome to stay with us for the evening. We are unfortunately heading uh, northwest. Uh, that's the direction our particular oasis is currently going, and uh, that is not a direction you wish to you, you want to leave the desert." So, no. no. Um, Probably uh, it would be best for us to part ways tomorrow morning. Mm, probably. We are more than happy to trade for supplies with you if you wish to purchase anything. Uh, we have a surplus now since the dwarves were unwilling to trade with us.
1: Mm. Do you have mistletoe?
0: <laughs> Where would we get mistletoe?
1: I'm you, You're the one offering to trade, man. Just asking.
3: Okay, but you have some mistletoe right now, right?
1: I do, yeah. I have components for any spell that I could guess. So can't you just take one
3: of the unlimited. mistletoe berries and plant it in dozen soil <laughs> and grow and it. it grow and get
5: more mistletoe? <laughs> I don't know. Mistletoe. Yeah, we, we'd all starve before it grew.
0: <laughs> that and mistletoe is parasitic. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh.
3: I, I guess I know, actually, jack shit about mistletoe. <laughs> I've if, never like considered that I needed to know stuff about
0: it. If if you had any other dungeon master, that would probably help you <laughs> with that yeah. missile parasite. <laughs>
3: <Yep>. Damn it. <laughs> Boiled by botany again. <laughs> uh what sort of supplies do you typically trade with the dwarves? Aside from
0: the quills. It's mostly crystal things. Occasionally we get uh sort of surface food requests from them. Axe beak steaks, uh things that we do have, you know, fruits that grow up there. She points to the the jellyfish. Occasionally we'll we'll be able to catch a lizard or two and have a surplus of meat to trade. Uh sometimes through uh serendipity, we'll be able to gather things from other places in the continent and sort of trade from clave to clave Oh. And eventually, we'll end up with them available to trade to the dwarves.
1: Um, Ched licking licking the, the the edges of his beak asks, "Do you do you have a giant lizard right now?
0: They're not giant lizards. Never mind. You
1: have a regular sized <laughs> lizard right now. You got you got any regular size <clears throat> lizards?
0: Just like swallow it whole.
1: <laughs> I just want to know what it looks like, and then try it and make myself look like that." But twenty times bigger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not going to be able to. Uh, cheat the into square adrenaline.
1: cube law kills uh, you. <laughs> I want to climb speed. You can fly. You can fly. <laughs> not always. Sometimes I'm trapped in caves. That's true.
2: I don't uh, think we're going to be going in any more caves. Yeah,
3: I <laughs> I would like to get hard no on caves forever. <laughs> this is so much better.
2: So. Uh, Do we think this person might have any more information for us?
3: I was told to talk to the lore master. Is that still something we can do?
0: Sure. Savrana points to a tent that is, uh, well, it's labeled, all of the tents are labeled with like sort of tribalistic draconic runic symbols that are like, you're getting into dialects of draconic here. She points to one and says, uh, That's Zadar's tent. He is our lore master, and he has maintained the history of our clave for, well, as long as he's been alive, but he carries the wisdom of generations.
1: History lesson. As long as it's better (laughs) than our
0: last one. Sure.
1: Okay. (laughs) As
3: we are headed over there, I kind of like, I step in close to Ched, and I go, Hey, Annie left talking to the jellyfish. I think we need to steer this thing south.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I just got general like emo- not not even emotions just sort of vibe it
0: with something sad face <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, communicates entirely in emojis fire emoji fire
1: emoji i'm pretty sure it's just a ball of nerves
3: okay so mm, or, yeah. what is that dangling
1: I can't really communicate with it. and You it can't, like, impress upon it
3: that there is something scary to the north and it should go the other direction, or...
5: Well, we just talked to the dryad, right? The dryad is the one that controls the jellyfish anyway. Oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: So, then are you saying that you want me to persuade the dryad to change the... Well, she, I, yeah, you know, I want to <laughs>
3: know if it's like... Well, really, I want to know why these things move around. I think that's just interesting to know. And it would also really make our lives easier if it headed south.
1: Well, you could ask the dryad if there are any wild ones that we could uh, tame. (laughs) Question: The pioneers
3: used to ride these babies for miles. (laughs) I knew we
4: were going there from the very moment. It was just your wind; it was coming.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I couldn't hold back any longer. I did not see it coming. Um, (laughs) That's one option. I just like basically what's going to happen is we're going to wake up in the morning. Wave goodbye to all our new friends who didn't try to kill us, and we're just gonna walk out into the, the desert. And like yeah. I I would rather have a little more of a plan than that.
1: Wow, you? Look, alright. That's surprising, yeah.
3: We've had a really shitty three weeks.
1: Yeah, but that most of it was spent just because, you know, by nature of being underground.
3: Yeah. Well.
1: We're outside now. You ain't gotta worry about it. It's that.
3: fantastic. And yeah. It's a little alarming how many things are still trying to kill us on the other side of the world.
1: We have food. Um, we have water. We got uh, good tunes, you know. The only thing that's missing
5: is the alcohol.
1: And, yeah, well. row, just, just road in front of us, every, literally every direction. <laughs> just pick, you know, pick one. I, I think
5: our,
2: our plan was to try to find the dragonborn after we were finished at the mountain home. That kind of <laughs> fell into our lap. Yes.
3: So, yeah. So
2: why don't we figure out what we can from them, and then I'm I think gonna, we're just going to be heading to, uh, to find our uh, elven friend.
3: we have going to talk mountain. to the lore master. I'm going to talk to the dryad. I was about to say seduce. Um <laughs>
5: charm person God. no well, that's, that's how any of us do it right
2: <laughs> and
3: then muddy? um what i'm wondering is any questions that the lore master can't answer i bet you the dryad knows some deep lore or like, if the dryad doesn't, the dryad can ask the jellyfish, and the jellyfish can ask the aquifer. I mean, I, there's got to be some like crazy nature magic. Come on, back me up. Like, druid, <laughs> I get,
5: druid stuff, I right? I got, I got something for you, Tara Jux, And I reached my bag and I give you some tea tree oil. shrug that <laughs> on her shoulders. you will be set.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay.
2: We're going to so be lucky if the Dragonborn don't want to kill us, too.
4: No, this is why I'm staying next to Terri Jux, Yeah, of course. Like, this whole time I'm just sitting here, arms crossed, ready to, like, immediately
5: apologize and say when he was actually in <laughs> He's already in, like... <laughs> the apologetic stance, just <laughs> kneeling all the time.
3: I Please I forgive my into, idiot companion. I <laughs> step into the lore master's tent, arms raised, and I go, Afternoon snack.
4: <laughs> he means to greet you,
0: but he's an idiot. <laughs> Do you even look at the scroll? <laughs> nope. Zidong is an elderly dragonborn because sometimes even I have to bow <laughs> His horns are long and notched in several places, and he is sort of chanting to himself. Um, And as you burst in and shout at him, uh, he looks at him and says, good evening, and again, flawless common.
3: Hello, I was told you have an unparalleled mastery of lore.
0: I (laughs) have a mastery of a particular subset of lore, but it's very difficult. For anybody to know anything to any degree of mastery. Agreed completely. Uh, what, uh, what is your field of interest? My field of interest is the history of Clan Garlixen. And he sort of gestures to encompass the entirety of this particular Dragonborn clave. I see. And to a lesser degree, the history of the Dragonborn race, as much as can be remembered. Is Garlickson
3: a large clan compared to the others? How, how big is the biggest
0: small. The largest clave in the the Dragonglass Desert is probably about 500 strong now.
3: Ah, So bad. Is that more than usual or have they been growing in strength? I've <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. I, what, was,
5: what was their census data five years ago? Yeah.
3: You, uh, you hear so little about the Dragonborn except rumor and myth uh, in the lands where I am from. I'm merely I'm curious, like, what, what is the state of things here in this place under the open sky?
0: Much the same as it always has been since the plague, of course. I don't oh. know much about the plague. Chad, were you going to say something?
1: I was going in a completely different direction. Uh. That Theorjex was so.
0: Oh, really? It was quite the quite the historical event. I've given to understand that it very nearly spelled the end of the continent as we know it until um, the the gods intervened. Do you mean the ha- the hatchling? No, this no. After okay, because the gods <sighs> intervened. The gods weren't
3: right, 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 right,
1: <laughs> right. Damn.
3: Except Aquila, she's cool. Shots fired. um what like i i mean obviously i grew up in a backwater town in the middle of nowhere but i did attend some form of schooling i would have a rough idea of like when the plague happened right
0: Uh, about a century ago
3: okay i i mean of course everyone knows that it was a dire event but you hear so many rumors uh all kinds of things regarding beings made of darkened glass trekking across the dunes, seeking blood, it, things like that i
0: well no that 's exactly what happened
3: oh ah uh, <laughs> i i'm so sorry, I had assumed that was a wild rumor. I came to get the source
0: <laughs> very well, and he reaches behind him and pulls out several. Uh, jars of colored sand. Ooh. I like this already. I am just so everybody knows, Dude. wholesale stealing this from <laughs> the Stormlight Archive.
5: Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Of course. clears throat> All right, we're going on a we're going on a vision quest. Ready? <laughs> Sit up, in my
3: seat. I, settle down, there, Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> him; he's experimenting. Desmond is you. already
0: popping mushrooms into his mouth. <laughs> So he pulls out these jars of sand and he uh, uncorks them and starts to, like, make motions in the air with his hands. And the sand kind of flows up out of the jars to form shapes and pictures in front of you. He says, about a 100 years ago or so, by the reckoning of the wandering oases, there were crystalline entities. And he flicks his hands and you see kind of a jagged humanoid. Think, like, the Ice Titan from Hercules, almost. Okay. but. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Person-sized? Pointy boy. Yeah, very sharp, many edges. Wow. Nobody knew where they came from, but they, as you say, trekked over the dunes seeking blood, or more specifically, living individuals. And as they spread, and here he, the sand in front of you kind of flattens out into almost like a topography map of the desert, and you can see little dozens of these little crystal men kind of marching across it. Uh, wherever they went, they turned any living creature that they met into crystal like themselves. And you see their numbers start to multiply. And um, now there are jagged edged crystalline dragonborn shaped entities among them. And we fought what we could, but. How do you fight something that can take your dead and transform it into a soldier of their own? And of course, as crystalline creatures, they did not require food or sleep or any of the things that any living being would need. So we were fighting a losing war. And you see there are like battle lines of Dragonborn that are being pushed back across the desert. The CGI on this is amazing. Yeah, this scene yeah. is
3: going to cost so much to animate. <laughs>
0: uh, so we left the desert, all of us, all that survived. The entire enclave of the Dragonborn was driven from their ancestral home, and we sought help. Uh, and we were not believed for nearly a year, but then the crystals began to leave the desert. The map slowly sorts of shifts slowly sorts of shifts away from the desert and you can see like borders appear and the kingdom of Aldrax is kind of next in line.
3: Can I, Um, can I be filming this?
0: Sure. Uh, so the crystal and creatures began to march out of the desert and they began to convert other races. And then they believed that we were telling the truth. And so all the nations banded together for nearly three years against the approaching crystals. And it was a losing war. They faced all the same problems that we did. And you see, like, kind of like the opening scene from Fellowship of the Ring where you have the big battle lines and everybody's charging at each other. Oh, yeah. And you have, you know, it's an alliance of elves, dwarves, uh, dragonborn, gnomes, like, all the major races present. You see Aldraxon colors, Juxon colors. Everybody's there. Everyone is here, yeah, back before Aldrax really started to suck. Oh, no, this was well after they they essentially had to like beg to get people to help them, and it wasn't until the like the scientists at the Hall of Mysteries were like, "Hey, this is a serious problem that we should take care of that Jux finally agreed to ally with them in the first place. Ah. But that's an aside that doesn't get covered here <laughs> so three years we fought and. The the alliance of Aldraxia managed to hold them back for some time, but it was still a losing war. Um, eventually, a band of adventurers was able to locate the source of the infection, a pillar of crystal in the heart of the desert, but we were unable to destroy it. Even our strongest magics were unable to affect the structure of this pillar of living crystal, and so we... Called upon the gods, and this whole scene plays out before you like a group of adventurers standing in front of a towering pillar of crystal, surrounded by these like crystal golems in a circle, throwing spells and whatnot at it and fighting off the encroaching crystalline beings until they fall to their knees and pray and the crystal explodes. Nifty. Hooray I clap at the end. (laughs) (sighs) It was it was a brutal time for the dragonborn. We lost a great number of, of people to the crystal infection, the crystal plague. And the armies of the rest of the nation suffered a great deal as well. There are you can go to the site where the final battle happened, where the where the crystal pillar was. It's left alone. Many people regard it as cursed land. And you can see the skeletons there, the corpses.
3: And this, uh, after you destroy the pillar, I assume all the crystal became
0: inert? Crystal, all of the crystal beings ground down to a halt. They stopped where they stood. No one was able to ascertain what this threat was, where it had come from, why it was doing what it was doing, but as near as we can tell, for the last hundred years, they've remained inert. They're not destroyed, they're just waiting for orders.
3: Was this... Uh, was this pillar always there, or did it emerge from below the sands or above? Uh, surely you must have stories of such things.
0: None, none of the lore at the enclave that took place afterwards were able to ascertain where it had come from.
3: But it had come from somewhere.
0: Presumably.
3: Uh, my friends and I seek information about the hatchling. Do you think perhaps that this crystal could be connected in some way? Uh, Many other substances on this particular continent are uh, miraculous and amazing and do impossible things, and most of them seem to come from the hatchling in some way.
0: It's a possibility. We have not made any inquiries into it. Many dragonborn will recoil at the sight of the crystal, although we have no records of it affecting anyone since the pillar was shattered. uh, They regard it as bad luck or infectious or, again, cursed.
3: Um, Would I have much knowledge
0: of the hatchling in general? Some. Our oral histories go back centuries. Some of the other lore masters in the Enclave, perhaps even before the hatching, mine is not quite so polished as our clan is on the newer side. I can tell you a bit about what the dragonborn were doing during that time certainly and what happened to them afterwards but the hatching itself is not my area of expertise
3: any information you have regarding um especially the aftermath we are of particular interest in people being exposed to hatchling essence uh (laughs) surely you must have heard stories of the sort of terrors it can inflict
0: There were a great deal of experiments released by the mountain home after the hatching into the desert to die, where, of course, they came across the Dragonborn clans. Many of those creatures were truly monstrous, uh, twisted abominations of flesh and crystal and other substances, perhaps the same crystal. There very well may be a connection between our crystal and the hatchling. The Dragonborn themselves were... They contributed, of course, to the creation of the anchor. What scholars we had. We were not as scattered and tribal in those days, uh, from what I've been told. We were a nation unto ourselves, rather than bands of roaming wanderers. After the fact, our numbers were never to begin with. Legend has it that we require direct intervention from, or our race was created by the dragons themselves. That so we are descendants of dragons, of course we can interbreed as normal, but population has never been high without dragons to help supplement it. And this touches on, you guys would know that nobody has really seen a dragon on the continent. I think we've discussed this before in a yeah. very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's very sad. So then how are the tribes, uh, how are they split up? Are they split up by kind of like subracial dragon born, um,
3: yeah, or is it ideological?
1: <laughs> yeah, like are there chromatic tribes? Are there metallic tribes? Are there submetallic tribes? Like it, it looks like you guys are all brass. Is that right?
0: Now that you've gotten back to the, the actual encampment, you see that there's a fair scattering of different oh,
1: okay. Oh, okay. metals.
0: And there are even a handful of chromatic dragonborn.
1: Got some bad the, boys.
0: It doesn't, like the alignment thing doesn't carry over Uh-oh. into the dragonborn race. Okay. Um, generally Chromatic Dragonborn live in the Edgeland and Metallic's in the Dragonglass Desert but that's, that's not like a hard and fast rule there are they do have um, you'll find both in both places Got it. largely it's it's a matter of families the family of the chief of the clave uh, their children their children's spouses and Anyone we wish to adopt. It's a, it's a family matter. I mean, at the end of the day, family's all you've got. That and the desert.
1: So what do you... I may have missed it, but what do you call the nomadic um, boulder jellyfish?
0: We call them the oases.
1: Oh.
3: Two more things, I think. First off, uh, we heard a rumor that the crystal may have some sort of influence on divination magic. Is that true?
0: Yes. It's been reasonably well established by the, uh, the shaman of, of the various claves that it's difficult to scry or locate people within areas of the desert that have seen heavy use by the crystals.
3: Do they believe the effect comes from the crystal itself, or...?
0: Nobody really thought to test it
3: beforehand. Sure. Um... And then, I guess my other question: uh, If we were to seek audience with the Dryad, is that something that we can
0: do? Is that allowed? Oh, she's usually quite talkative. I imagine if she wants to talk to you, you won't have any issue talking to her.
3: No. Um, is are is Crystal something like? Have I seen? Crystal available for sale here outside of like the quills? Because I'm thinking like all of us need a pendant of this stuff immediately. Oh. <laughs> yes. Anti divination crystal? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> anti so,
4: crystal that also infected people not that long ago. It hasn't
3: in like 100 years.
4: I'm 80-ish. I'm like <laughs> 85. So that's not, that's not actually too far out of my lifespan. Like. It
3: hasn't hurt anyone in a long time. You keep it off your flesh. Don't, you know, like wrap it in a cloth. I'm just saying that we are obviously being tracked. You can carry mine. (laughs) All right. Yeah.
1: Do we need it in large quantities? For I'll carry a
3: whole sack of the stuff.
1: Yeah, like anything
3: we can uh, do to make it slightly harder for them to track us.
4: We were hang on. We were being tracked before. Yeah, we ran into someone else. We do not know if they that person was tracking us from the beginning or not. But we ran into it, and now we're being chased, but not necessarily tracked. Because they don't have
2: anything on us.
5: Yeah, we broke the controller. I doubt that was the only I one. I think
2: the blood is, is, is what is
5: being I mean, tracked. When
2: they got
4: injected with the blood. blood, that's when she lost it. That's when she lost her signal. Because we woke up that morning and ran oh, into her yeah. down, further down. She was that's unable true. to track us after we had the blood.
3: Right. I wouldn't put it past them to try again. They also know what we look like, which means you can use divination magic. I thought you had to have something of the person. Uh, they probably have lots of our skin and hair. They have our hair, that's for sure. <laughs> I had <laughs> much better
0: hair. Imagining like Falrock's full beard <laughs> in a display in a jar.
3: <laughs> 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 like they, they so have bits of us, um, and I'm sure they have a vested interest in finding us again. I don't know. I I think it could be good to try and source some of this crystal while we're still here.
0: So, you've now that you have kind of the context of this story, you notice you you realize that the crates that were being shipped in are kind of left on the outskirts of the oh, of the so tribe. Those are
3: the quills?
0: Yeah, and there you get the impression that Savrana and her like merchant crew are. They're not particularly superstitious people.
3: Mm,
0: But many of the tribes people would be.
3: Yeah. What um what is it about the crystal that makes it so good for scribing? I asked the lore master here.
0: Sorry, can you repeat that?
3: What why is the crystal used for scribing? I mean, surely the dwarves could use adamantium as the why like what does the crystal provide that is so valuable to the scribes? over literally the strongest metal on the planet.
0: Well, uh, it's my understanding that the Scriveners used to use adamantine to scribe, but they have swapped over for two reasons, one of which is that uh, the crystal has a number of odd and peculiar magical properties that make it convenient for... Uh, scribing enchantments. I do not understand how this works. The head scrivener tried to explain it to me once I gave up after about half an hour.
3: <laughs> Mages, yeah.
0: I'm also under the impression that he was trying to prevent the plated halls from being dependent on Adamantine after the king began to uh, implement his rather draconian, and he chuckles a little at his... <laughs> That is dragon pun. Uh, rules. Laws. That's our word. <laughs> 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 Ever since the king began regulating adamantine so strictly and placing all of these restrictions and threatening and people with, with it, essentially, I believe the head scrivener has been trying to ease off uh, reliance of the plated halls on, on adamantine. I see. Smart.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I think we should buy some of those quills.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Uh, And then, not only just we can have them to prevent scrying, but we should get those looked at and see if they are actually hatchling stuff. Um,
5: Mm. It's a good point. Mm -hmm. Because
3: I, I would imagine the Hall of Mysteries would have done analysis on this after everything was said and done. Sure. Mm -hmm.
5: Um. So. And they wouldn't tell anybody either. I mean, that would be very. Of course not. Closely guarded secret for sure.
0: So, yeah, Ter you, you have no doubt in your mind that like the military science division.
5: Oh
3: yeah. No, I've I've seen what they do with things that are otherworldly and powerful. I know exactly how it
0: works. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they have they have created a sort of production line that wrings mystery out of objects and weaponizes it. So we need to figure out Crystal Quill composition. Um, I would like to go talk to the Dryad now. I thank the lore master for his sage wisdom, and I wish him a pleasant evening.
0: Always a pleasure to talk to strangers and show off a little of my craft, and he puts his jars of sand back behind him. And then I,
3: I finish my recording, hoody hoody get booty, and then I throw myself against the side of the oasis, I scrabble on up like a monkey. Give me a
4: climb check. <laughs>
3: no!
4: <Tatterjacks. laughs> it's
3: not. Uh... <laughs> Please be a one. Please be it a one. It was it was not great. It's an 8, but I have a 4 in acrobatics. So 12.
0: Okay, everybody gets the distinct pleasure of watching Terajix like throw himself at the side of the oasis. Scrabble up, <laughs> slip down almost to the ground, like he's a couple inches off the ground and then yeah. like scrabbling madly before he finally <laughs> manages to like hoist himself up on top, and he is, like, visibly out of breath.
3: I, I roll over onto my back, i like, huh, woo!
4: <laughs> Blood's pumping! Thumbs up! Aren't there, like, stairs to get up here? Don't they have something? No.
0: They, they mostly climb using, like, vines and handholds and roots and that sort of thing. They're just
3: better at it. They're also
4: larger than you. Uh,
3: so I'm up here now among, like, I assume there's a proper little almost like a jungle up here is what I'm picturing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. Um... And I like dryads are terrifying, so I am very respectful. Um, I <laughs> I make sure I'm not stepping on. on anything Hang that on. looks like a flower. I
4: now okay, you're the climb check to follow him. <laughs> I rolled a climb check to follow him, and I got a natural. Lane.
3: You're out there like waiting for me by the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, while Taranjek is struggling, you just like. One, two, three, right up the side.
3: <laughs> you find a set of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Falrach, be very careful. I... <laughs> We're dealing with ancient magics.
0: And up here you see that there are, there are like the upper upper strata of the clave kind of sitting around up here, the chieftain. Uh, Jaxi is oh. still sitting next to the tree, but the dryad has receded into it. You don't see the woman's torso. There, are, there's a group of like five or six Dragon board children playing with like a, a little ball off to one side.
3: Oh, this is nice. It's like a park. Yeah. Uh, I I give them all a nod, like I didn't just scramble up here on all fours. <laughs>
0: You're still out of breath.
3: Yeah, no, I'm still very out of breath. Like, <sighs> hello, everyone. <laughs> and because this is the only trick that I have, and someday it will work, I go up to the tree and I speak in primordial and I say, uh, hello, excuse me. Moment of your time. Spirit of the forest. I guess, is this a spirit of the oasis? Probably the more proper way. To- Hi, I'm Pair
0: of eyes appears on the side of the tree and... Blank a couple times, and then a woman made of bark and uh, leaf steps out of the trunk of the tree and says, Greetings, Terra Jax. How can I help you? That's creepy.
3: I give her a winning smile. She and, doesn't have uh, a mouth. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but I do, and it smiles for the both of us. Well, uh, you're a dryad.
0: She's
3: she she going blinks? swimmingly. You no doubt have access to wellsprings of infinite wisdom and story far beyond the reckoning of man
0: I am you know, 250 years old
3: that's I mean that's a lot <laughs> but in a good way like you look great
4: um <laughs> <sighs> is like Does, on, so, um, about <laughs>
3: to apologize just <sighs> he's holding back just is, one so more is she speaking common here? no she's speaking in primordial okay excellent yeah so it's all, what does Primordial even sound like? <laughs> Swaying of
5: trees. Well, that's awkward. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> My mistake. Blub,
0: blub. <laughs> this particular instance, uh, this dialect that she's speaking, it sounds like wind in the leaves.
3: Oh, this is fantastic. So I explained to her basically uh, when I told the lore master about how we are Seeking uh, stories of the Hatchling. And, uh, you know, I'm very curious. We have heard the perspective of many civilizations um, and all about how they created the anchors and things. But I've yet to hear from the natural world and like what they thought of the Hatchling.
0: The Hatchling was anathema. Foreign, changing, but against the way of nature. An intrusion.
3: An intrusion, you say, but, but such a thing dwelled within the root of the planet. Was it not always there?
0: This planet is younger than the universe.
3: Ah, I see. An intrusion on the, the cosmic sense.
0: The hatchling was not native to the prime material.
3: I
5: see. Hmm. Now that's an interesting piece of information.
0: Yeah.
3: We'd, we'd been given hints of that before, but it's good to have confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, th- that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, a time of great upheaval. Uh, they say that when it emerged, it, everything around it changed in dark and terrible ways. Uh, what of the times after? What of the the bones, or uh, not the bones? I guess, but what of the the scales of the hatchling that have left been left buried in the soil? How how do the trees grow around them? How do the animals dig their warrens among such things how do they fare
0: i have lived in this desert my whole life i was born hatched raised grown and it's like all of those words kind of compressed
3: oh it's like a like a conceptual kind of yeah
0: that's cool here when this oasis was younger and i have never ventured beyond the borders or indeed Beyond the boundaries of this oasis, so I cannot tell you how the natural world grows and where the hatchling once was.
3: Then the hatchling's taint does not extend into
0: the desert. The hatchling's taint has been largely confined elsewhere. The desert does not provide much in the way of life act upon.: Right. I see. Ah.
3: Hmm. Uh and the the oases themselves are also a great mystery to me. Uh, why do they travel? Where do they travel to?
0: They follow the ebbs and tides of the desert, and she like she doesn't have a mouth, but her eyes kind of warm a little bit as she like pats the the soil next to her.
3: Aww. and they you you of course protect these this magnificent thing from. I assume there are things out in the desert which eat such creatures. Predators?
0: There haven't been predators of the oases in many, many years. But there are parasites that would infest them. And this is not beneficial to the oasis or to the dragonborn that rely on for water.
3: Of course. Ah, oh, gosh, did I have anything else that I needed? Like, this is mostly just cool, eh? I- I don't know that there's anything else. Um, God, I'm trying to think. I, I kind of like turned back to the group for like in common. I'm like, any, anything else we need to know about besides, um, like a little bit of hatchling stuff. Talks about the, uh, the Oasis. Any thoughts?
5: Ask her about where we're going. See if it'll be any of any use.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. I turned back to her and go, um, these tides of the desert, are. They, is there a destination or how how do such things work? I know, of course, of the wind and air currents, but I'm having trouble translating that to
0: sand. She tilts her head and says, does the wind have a destination? It
3: absolutely does not.
0: That's all she says in <laughs> response you. to your question. <laughs> all right, cool.
3: I, I didn't know if things work differently here. Nice. It's oddly comforting that they are so different yet so similar. Oh, gosh. Uh, your oasis is lovely. Thank you for having us. Uh, I wish you a pleasant evening.
0: She nods and steps back into the tree.
3: Turn around, double pistols at Fall Rock because I don't know, he's probably closest. Yep. <laughs> he's like right there with a hand about to grab me. <laughs>
0: No,
4: just
5: just with the the arms crossed, watching you very carefully. Yeah, oh, You've you you got Terajax's toddler leash in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did away
4: with the leashes when we got out of the mountain home no, because we're on not on, on vacation anymore. No. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Dad Rock changed out of his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, the hatchling is very clearly eldritch. It is not a natural creature in any sense of the word. Um. I mean aside from that uh looks like a no-go on redirecting the oasis it seems to be pretty pretty set on what it's doing and I don't want to
5: mess with that <laughs> it's set on being uh like like uh omnidirectional yeah <laughs> which is odd to say but that's that's the truth of it
3: yeah i mean if we could influence the tides of the desert maybe but that is way beyond my current uh ability it's gonna take a lot of small dwarves to do that yeah <laughs> 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 i i suspect that we may be best served by turning in for the evening and sort of figuring out what we're doing tomorrow
4: and you see fall rex just visibly relax <laughs> <laughs> all right
3: um I need to get away from all this hubbub and the crowds and stuff and meditate, which is not something Tarjux is any good at.
5: He just uh, hums really loud. and it just he, just, he
3: hums and his legs are like in a weird position. And he's like, how do you, is there like a hand motion? But I'm trying to access the whispers on the wind again now that we are no longer moving.
0: Make a concentration check.
3: Uh, much worse.
0: Um, seven. Nope, you, you just can't get it.
3: <laughs> well, I'm going I'm I'm to...
2: I think we need some sleep after a uh, natural after sleep. This, yes, Fun day that we had, and yeah, I would like to get my health back.
0: Okay, yeah, you turn in for the night. It's a beautiful desert evening. The stars are laid out. Both of the moons are in the sky tonight, and you sleep. The next morning, uh, the Oasis is, like, 50 feet away from where it was. (laughs) It only moves when your eyes are closed.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that 50 feet was in one turn. (laughs) CR21.
4: It's a weeping angel, but for sleeping.
3: Yeah, sleeping angel. Yeah.
0: And uh, now that you've seen it, you notice that the like the dragonborn tents are arranged such that there were none in the direction it was traveling. Oh
3: yeah, they mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't get trampled. That's probably
0: good. Yeah, smart. Savrana uh, greets you as you are waking up, making breakfast, that sort of thing, and she looks over uh, over your little encampment and, and says, "I'm." Again, welcome. you're welcome to trade with us um, before you leave. But as you can see, the oasis is kind of moving in the opposite of the direction uh, you wish to go. Of course. She pulls a, a scroll out of, which she was like carrying under her arm, and she unfurls it and shows it to the party. And she says, this is a map, the best charted map we have of the oasis Traveling lines, Oh, so they travel along
3: other. like fixed. Like they have patterns.
0: Yes. Oh. most of the time they it's she she shows you and there like so there are lines with arrows on them that are kind of solid and then around there there are like hashed areas. Yeah, at a certain distance. So it's like like electron clouds almost. Like yeah, it's like honestly, there's a reasonable chance of finding an, o, an oasis in that region. Got you. Okay. And she says, this is one of the most valuable pieces of parchment you can possess in the Dragonglass Desert. I would ask that when you have reached the edge and found your way out, that you destroy this so that oh enemies, yeah. the kingdom of Aldrax, is not able to track the clay. <laughs> Say no so more. Should... I do do
3: anything if it hurts Aldrax.
5: We, so we shouldn't copy it, is what you're at." absolutely not okay (laughs) i put away the recording bottle yeah actually
3: um god we still haven't tested if it works on like text and things
0: and and she continues this is the only reason you are given this is because of the trust that the head scrivener placed in you and the fact that we trust the head scrivener of the mountain home Mm.
3: Well, well we'll live up to that trust um I personally assure you, I stake it upon my name and upon the wind itself, that uh, this map and everything in like a 15-foot radius around it will be destroyed if we are ever captured, or even in the, the threat of being captured.
4: As soon as we have no more use of it,
3: it will not exist. I will obliterate it personally. Thank you. Um, And so... Is there any like seasonal information on this map as far as I can see, like, oh, usually this time of year it's here, or is it just like it could be anywhere along this track? Yeah, no, no,
0: no. there's okay. like it's it's delineated into uh, kind of months? Okay, perfect. Um, you see that there are there are two or three oases that will kind of more or less intersect with your path if you're heading due south out of the desert.
3: I think we should probably go, like, nearest oasis, uh, prioritizing southern travel. Like, yeah. does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Like, just hit the closest ones. Yeah, just um, follow them along. Yeah. Yeah, we want to stay close to... We should buy a tent, because it's hot, and don't want to travel when it's, like, noon. And if we're uh, going to be buying the... If we're going to be buying anything crystal, those
4: quills are... Styluses, it'd be good.
3: Yeah, we're definitely buying those too. I ask yeah. her how much the uh, how much do your quills usually go for.
0: We usually charge seventy five gold a piece. Good
3: god! How much do you charge out in the Dragonglass Desert?
0: We don't sell them in the Dragonglass Desert. Nobody would buy them.
3: Uh, certainly, demand would be far lower. Yes, but you have a surplus now, and you're leaving the. Dwarven Kingdoms, and I, I look at the map right, for quite some time if this path is accurate.
0: Indeed. It means that we won't have to scavenge for more before the time we come.
3: <laughs> It'd be a shame to have to carry these crates all the way in a closed loop.
0: The crates were going wait. to get carried one way or the other. It's it just a matter of whether content. they were full or empty.
3: Yeah, i I am trying to persuade her to cut us a deal given that this is like, I don't think plus. it's working.
0: You can you can make a persuasion check, but she yeah. is a businesswoman.
3: Yeah, Tarjax is per- potentially more persuasive than me, which is a plus. 17 18 24 on persuasion. I'm okay. just, like I'm trying to do her a solid here, but I also impress
0: upon her that we are poor. She only got a 19. So so she she ponders for a moment and says, "I suppose it won't make much difference one way or the other if we're four or five shorter than usual. Uh, I can knock the price down to 50. Done.
3: Yeah, done. Thank you so much.
0: Um, Uh, I have a
4: gold surplus if we need. Oh, okay. I I know we're all keeping track of our own funds, but
3: I can can buy all of those. Okay.
4: Yeah, that would be...
5: Mm, Mr. Moneybags, don't mind if you do.
3: No kidding. (laughs) Oh, he finally has something to
5: spend it on.
4: I mean, I was going to spend it on gauntlets, but
3: we'll
5: cries
4: and, you know.
5: At least you get to keep the gauntlets this way.
4: Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> we got them, at least.
5: Well, definitely. Because I don't that imagine money. that uh, the animating anime dude would have, like, brought them to your jail sale. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, there's your fixed not. gloves. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not.
1: And don't go Maybe. smashing no walls with them.
5: Yeah, don't, definitely don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, 250 gold for five of them, one free chest.
3: done. And I'll hold, I'll have a bag full for anyone who's too squeamish to carry there. No, oh, if the head scrivener uses it, if they're, if they yeah, trust it, they're trust they're it. I trust it.
4: they're fine. I thought you were more insinuating, like, raw crystal somewhere.
3: Oh, yeah, I mean, no. that would be ideal, but this is closer. I got, <laughs> I gotta get that raw stuff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, you roll your own, uh, roll your own smokes, yeah?
3: Yeah.
4: So yeah, I've got twenty-five gold I can further put towards camping supplies, desert camping supplies. Um, but I figure we should come up with like better list. That, I'm I not sure that we're, we're going to need a whole lot. Is, that's all we need different
3: is cover are, yeah. from the sunlight, and then everything else we can do with uh,
0: druid and cleric. It does get cold out there, in in the nights think as
3: you. Oh hey, are there anything like is there stuff we should watch out for out in the desert like? roving... Cultists? Yeah. (laughs) Are there any cults out here in the desert? We've had a lot of trouble with cult lately.
0: There aren't very many people in the desert outside of the claves. Perfect. There are the occasional pack of jackals. Okay. Usually deterred by the number of people she gestures to the encampment.
3: Yeah, we're packing a lot of
0: determent. Occasionally, you might run across a particularly large snake or scorpion. But it's probably safe to make a fire, is what you're saying. There was a nest of giant scorpions uh, down south the ways uh, that another clave reported some time ago, but that was some time ago. That could be fun.
1: So if we were worried about a particular animal, what should I set (laughs) my radar to?
0: So this close to... The kind of quills, your radar is kind of fuzzy. Oh it works!
3: Uh, I like I am so pleased by this news.
0: This also goes for your quest pointer to Angloria. Like oh, very interesting.
3: Um wow. if I so if I like put it deep down in my bag and like pile stuff on top of it, it's still I think it's
5: proximity, it, right? it's not touch, right? Yeah.
3: Very interesting. Okay, well, that's super useful I was not expecting it to work So, money well spent Mm -hmm. Also, now I can finally sleep (laughs) Without having a quest pointer behind my
0: eyelids (laughs) Be careful what you wish for Especially when you're wishing for it from a devil
3: I'm gonna have to kill her That's the only way to get rid of it
0: A literal devil
3: A literal devil No, it's just, we were, you know, we're fated to be. She's a storm sorcerer, I'm a storm sorcerer. We're either going to kill each other or get married. It's great. Can't wait to meet her. Uh, Yeah, I think we just need a tent because we have food and water covered. I have blankets. Um, We can make fire. Hang on. Carrying a tent
4: that's large enough for all of us. That's a lot of tent.
3: That is quite a bit of tent.
4: Maybe multiple smaller tents.
3: Oh, I see how it is. And and no, as
4: soon as we split up into multiple tents, we're screwed. But, like, it'll be okay. Unless we're going to have Ched transform and use up all his wild shapes to pull a cart or pull a sled. Like,
3: yeah. Okay. So get like three small tents, two
1: bedrolls.
4: I don't don't know. I mean, we all have
0: bedrolls, don't we? Yeah. We just need places to put them.
1: I don't normally sleep with a bedroll.
0: Oh. Ched normally sleeps hanging upside down from the ceiling.
3: <laughs> yes. Strong nesting instinct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we
4: need to buy, like, two bedrolls so Ched can, like, must them around together into a nest?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's buy, like, two tents, and I think that's it. It's
4: like, seven I mean, gold. We've got, we, yeah, we already did the water and
0: rations math. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, she will charge you five gold pieces for a lot. I'll cover this one.
3: Okay. Uh, I don't see any reason that we shouldn't start out immediately, so yeah, I wave, and we trek out into the desert.
0: And I think that's probably where we'll call it for tonight. Uh, I've been Joe, your dungeon master, for this particular Alchemist Club adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at TheAlchemist's club eighty eight at gmail.com or the alchemists club eighty eight at gmail.com we can be found on podbean Apple podcasts and Google play if you wish to reach us on Twitter you can do so at alchemists underscore club uh, joining us we had uh, dear brock playing
1: Chad Fleek, the rock jellyfish whisperer
0: kale
4: playing Desmond I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, who can actually
2: speak Draconic. I'm mad and I play Laylin,
3: Waffle, Tara Dryad,
0: Seducer. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs>